Great to be here, and uh, it is. I've, I've got five, and I mean, you've probably seen a lot of my kids running around. I've got three teenage daughters, and so that means a whole different thing in like student ministry. You know, you know, pre-teenagers, I was like, oh yeah, I got all this figured out. Like I understand what all these parents are going through. You know, and then when they all start rolling into those teenage years, you know, you're you're in the thick of it. You know, and so right now in the middle of Homecoming season, my oldest made homecoming court, so I'm going to brag on her for a minute, so I'm excited, and, I'll, and I don't wear a tux much, but I'm going to try to wear it well, you know, in a couple of weeks when, during homecoming court with my oldest, who's a senior, uh, but no, I'm, I'm grateful to be here and uh, grateful to be on the schedule uh, today, and always a good breakfast, and so can we just give it up for our breakfast team, hey, man, you guys do a great job, I know. Anytime I'm here, man, I know the breakfast is always something amazing. But uh, today, really uh, want to look in the book of Acts and chapter 2 is where we're going to be, Acts chapter 2. And, you know, it's, it's really looking at the Holy Spirit and focusing on who the Holy Spirit is. Uh, I think the first thing we've got to remember as men is that the Holy Spirit is not a, a ghost you know, the Holy Spirit is not this mysterious, odd figure or uh, something that we can't understand. I know growing up as a kid um, and just growing up in church, you know, I had a mom who made sure that, you know, we were connected and we were involved in church. And we went to church and I went begrudgingly a lot of times, you know, young and I always wanted to go and play basketball or go off and do other things, football, play with my friends, be not at church, but I'm grateful for a mom who made sure that my brother and I were growing up in church. And that's when God got a hold of me, you know, years later as a teenager. And uh, first my mom got a hold of me, but then a little later, God got a hold of me, right? You know, we're grateful for moms and dads that can get a hold of us and uh, point us in the right direction and get us to where we need to go. And so I'm very, very grateful for that. But I know growing up, I didn't hear a whole lot about the Holy Spirit. I think it was just it was scared to talk about. You know, it was, you know, we hear a lot about God. We hear a lot about Jesus. Uh, but when it came to the Holy Spirit, it was almost this mysterious force or something that was not, it was really difficult for maybe uh, for some to explain or uh, didn't want to get too charismatic and didn't want to get too carried away, you know, because of the Holy Spirit. But I think the one thing we need to understand and just be reminded of is that the Holy Spirit isn't an it, is it? You know, the Holy Spirit is God. You know, we, we, we call this what? We call it, men, we call it the Trinity, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And for generations, men and women, we've been trying to explain this, you know, and it's, you know, we've used analogies, we've used different things to try to understand what the Holy Spirit is, and it still can be complicated, and it's hard for us to wrap our brains around. And I I think that's a good thing, you know, that, that's good for us because that means we're human. And uh, for us to try to understand how that works together, God in three persons, you know, and we see how Father, Son, Holy Spirit are together. But today we really want to focus in and not be afraid, not have to really push the Holy Spirit in the corner and to be like, well, we talk a lot about God the Father and, and God the Son, but to know that the Holy Spirit is something that you and I, we, we desperately need as men. You know, I was, as we all were driving here this morning, you know, what did we drive through? We drove through the fog, right? I mean, we, we you know, uh, last night, 
it really just seemed to roll in. And then this morning as we all got here, I mean, if you're like me, you could probably see 10 or 15 feet in front of you. Everything else was just really hazy. And I think oftentimes, you know, in our best efforts, it's a lot like that fog, isn't it? Is that when we just try to do things in our own power and in our own effort and muster up the strength and the ability and do things in and our experience and our skill and what we know is best and we get ahead of God, it's much like us driving in that fog this morning, isn't it? You know, we just have to, it's, it's blurry. We got to squint our eyes a little bit more to, to see what's around and, and to pay attention. But, but when we're spirit-led men, you know, when we're spirit-led, there's clarity in it. You know, I mean, it, we may not always know where we're going. We may not always know what God's doing. Uh, we may not see the big picture, but, but there's clarity and peace and joy, and that is something that the early church really experienced um, when we think of, like, Acts. I mean, you know, we, we oftentimes we're, we're very hungry, and we, we're like, man, I wish we had what they had. You know, we do have it, but, you know, they, they, they met together, they broke bread together, they shared their possessions together, and when we read Acts, we see something beautiful happening with the early church. You know, and we see uh, things happening, and, but our best efforts, you know, is just much like this fog this morning, you know, but what you and I need is the Holy Spirit to move. That, that makes a big difference. You know, when we just think of the great things we can celebrate here at Get Well, you know, I mean, you know, the, the new believers and baptisms and multiple mission opportunities and, you know, a community that's being impacted and discipleship and you know, the, just the, even what we're doing here as a, as a men's ministry, we get to celebrate those things. And I believe that's not our effort, is it? That's not what we're doing. That's what the Holy Spirit's doing in us and through us. And so it's our responsibility to acknowledge that and to recognize that. And, you know, a book I remember reading in, um, you know, uh, Bible, uh, Bible College, and it was... Uh, they had us read the, the Ideal Team Player and uh, just a, a great book on leadership. But I remember Linciani said this, and I think it goes so well with, you know, us following the Holy Spirit is that we've got to stay humble, we've got to stay hungry, and we've got to stay smart. You know, if we can stay humble as men and, and push our pride and our egos or push our experience or what we know best, but if we stay humble, if we stay hungry, we don't get satisfied and just say, well, you know, this is enough, or I'm retired now, or I'm done, or I'm finished, or, you know, I, I've, seen, I've seen enough now. But if we stay humble, hungry, and smart, you know, we can allow the Holy Spirit to do what he does best. Let God do what he does best, and that's move and work. And so that, there's the clarity that we have. But there are some wonderful things that we know that the Holy Spirit does, and we'll touch on some of these. Now, there's many things that the Holy Spirit does for us and gives us assurance we know that the Holy Spirit is a person. We also know that the Holy Spirit, you know, he's, he's the third person of the Trinity. Um, you know, and we know that he is summarized by God's empowering presence. You know, I mean, we see that in, you know, the book of John chapters 14 through 16. And um, we know that um, he also brings about a believer's conversion, you know. Have men, if, if you and I have experienced that, and you know, in Jesus, we have that, that we put our faith, hope, and trust in Jesus, then we know that's the work of the Holy Spirit. You and I can't save anybody, can we? I mean, we can't, we, 
you know, it's that old saying, if we can talk somebody into something, then somebody's going to just be able to talk them out of it. And so our goal is just to be spirit-led and just make the most of the opportunities that we have right in front of us at work, in our families, and like just ball teams and, you know, coaching, or it could be with grandkids or kids, or it could be in anything that we do on a daily basis is that being spirit-led just means making the most of the opportunities that we have right in front of us, you know? If not, it's just like driving in the dense fog this morning. And we just, we're just kind of, it's just guesswork. We're just trying to make the most of our best efforts. And so, but he brings about the conversion. You know, Titus chapter 3 verse 5 tells us that. You know, it's a verse that tells us that the spirit brings regeneration, new birth, spiritual birth. And we saw that conversation happen where? In John 3, you know, we see where Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, and he's, he's not talking about religion. He's not talking about trying harder. He's not, trying, he's not talking about here's five helpful steps that, that will help you, Nicodemus. But he said, you must be born again. And we know that the only way that you and I can be born again is that the Holy Spirit is working in someone's life, you know. Um, the Holy Spirit draws us to himself. That's another beautiful thing about God is the Holy Spirit is that he, he's the convictor. You know, he's the one who, who works inside of us. And, and, you know, we like to call it different things. I have something heavy on my heart or I feel, you know, led to do something or, you know, I feel God, ta- you know, said this to me. You know, when we say that we use that kind of language, you know, really what we're saying is that, you know, that's just the work of the Holy Spirit allowing what? He's, he's using his word. You know, the Holy Spirit will never go against what the Word of God says. And I'm so grateful for that. We know that is a clear sign if that's just, you know, something that's not of the Holy Spirit. If it goes against God's Word, then we know that that can't be the Holy Spirit. The two will always align. The two will always go hand in hand. They won't contradict one another. And so... That's something that we can have peace about, men, is that the Holy Spirit does those things. So let's remember, we, were, we remain humble, we remain hungry, we remain smart, and when we do that, we can just usher in and let the Holy Spirit do what he does best, you know? And so he brings about conversion, but he also, I'm so grateful for this, he, he gives us assurance of our salvation. Have you ever been there? I mean, guys, I mean, I, I know just there's been times in my life, I mean, I think that's normal. You know, doubt happens to all of us, doesn't it? Because we know that salvation is not our effort. We know that we can't earn it. We can't hold on to it and obtain it. We can't try and be the most, you know, uh, spiritual person that we can be or uh, be the one who is, um, you know, trying to earn something that we could never pay that Jesus did. So I'm grateful that the Holy Spirit gives us assurance of salvation. How do we know it? If you ever struggle or if you know people in your life that struggle with that, the Holy Spirit tells us in Romans 8. You know, if you look there, I mean, it, it, it talks about it. Paul talks in a whole passage about, you know, what can separate us from the love of God, you know, and it goes through all these different things and so many different scenarios. But at the end of the day, you know, Paul says, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ, which is in Christ, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And we know, man, that when we're saved, the Holy Spirit keeps us, he holds us, he seals us, 
he does that work in our life. So that's just another thing uh, that we see that he does. And, you know, he, he testifies on our behalf. Um, um, he is needed for spiritual growth. You know, the, the Holy Spirit, again, it's not an it, it's a he. And so we, when we look at God, the Holy Spirit, he is needed for spiritual growth. You know, one of my favorite passages to, to be reminded of, or when I think of the Holy Spirit, usually the first passage that comes to mind is in Galatians 5, and that's in 22, 23, and that's the fruit, right? That we had a little sprinkled on our, with our bacon and eggs this morning, right? We had a little fruit on that plate. And, uh, but I don't know about y'all, I'm a bacon guy, right? So I, I went for that first. But, you know, we think of the fruit and uh, the fruit of the Spirit. You know, we think of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And that's when we live those out, I know that's tough many days. That's, that's not always easy, you know? We, our buttons can get pushed or we have difficult decisions to make or, you know, maybe we just grow impatient about things. But the fruit of the Spirit, when we practice those things in Galatians 5, that's, that is evidence of the, the Holy Spirit working in our life. You know? I mean, that's, that's, the, that's evidence that, like, He is doing something through us when we, we show that and we present that you know, to others. I mean, even maybe this last week, I don't know about you, but I mean, with us, we got a totally different weather change now, don't we, men? I mean, you know, we, you know, we're in our light gear and it's around 60 degrees outside, but you know, this time last week we were in the teens, I guess, you know, we, we had probably neighbors and I can think of two or three times I, you know, I helped a neighbor push a car out of a, you know, sliding off into yards because of the ice and, you know, as neighbors, we just come help, you know, and just, just be available and be neighborly, but be Christ-like. You know, it could just be if you see someone in need, we just stop and help. Or, you know, it could be um, at the grocery store, you know, when it was hard to find anything, right? I mean, it's, I mean, we're just helpful and we're mindful of the needs and the situations around us. And when we see that, we can just act on it and we can live out our faith, however that looks. And so these are some of the wonderful things we see about the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. Not only does he assure us of salvation, he's needed for spiritual growth because if you and I, if we're just trying to, you know, use this as like a history book or a textbook or as a, you know, a help, self-help book, then we're always going to fall short, aren't we? If we just look at this as just some helpful tips on how to live a better life, or, you know, I mean, just using it like, I mean, it's great advice for, we'd say, for finances, looking in Proverbs or investing or in wisdom or in saving or in marriage, you know, if we just look at it or being a better friend or, you know, helping someone out, I mean, yeah, those, we could always try to use it in that way, but that is not how God's word and the relationship with God was intended to be. You know, it's a relationship. And so we have that with the Holy Spirit. And so... And then, you know, as we said earlier, I mean, you know, the Holy Spirit brings Christian fellowship and unity. And so we see that in Acts chapter 2 as we look here. And so as you're in Acts chapter 2, I'm going to look in verse 36 uh, quickly. It says, Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. When the people heard this, I love this part. They were cut to the heart 
and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Okay, the promise is for you and your children and for all of you who are far off from all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to that number that day. And then when it goes into the fellowship of the believers and how they had unity, you see not only does the Holy Spirit bring unity, but the Holy Spirit does things that we can never imagine. You know, when we move out of the way and we see God-sized things, you know, I mean, what other, wherever ministries, local, or we go, you know, international, or it's things that are, you know, as, as get well sponsored or it's not sponsored or it's just community or it's just something out of our own lives and our families, man, those are God-sized things that we get to join in and be a part of. And so it's such a great reminder for us that, Acts, the book of Acts, sometimes we think that's when the Holy Spirit appeared and he, you know, he existed then, he was created. Well, we know that that's not true. We know that in, you know, Holy Spirit has always been, and, and we just got to be reminded of that. I mean, that's, that's who God, that's God. And so, but that's when we really see, you know, him burst upon the scene, the Holy Spirit in Acts, the book of Acts and the birth of the church. So, um, but again, as we just look at some of the things, you know, another one, he empowers believers for service and missions. Again, we can't do it. We can, we can try on our best efforts, but we all know, you know, that that's going to fall short and we're going to grow tired and weary and we're going to grow discouraged in a deep way. But when it's empowered by the Holy Spirit, we are, we're rooted and we're grounded in what we're doing. So you're like, well, well, Jason, how does that look? You know, I mean, does that have to be on a formal trip? Does that have to be joining a mission trip? Does that have to be, you know, supporting our local missions? That's part of it, and that's part of what we do. Um, but I think even the greater calling is just in our everyday life, every day that we live, if we're not careful, we'll miss it, won't we? And we'll miss those opportunities. But, you know, our families need it, man, don't they? You know, our wives need us to be you know, the spiritual leader, to be the one who is spirit-led, to be that husband or to be that father, to be that granddad, to be that, that employee or that boss or whoever it may be that you and I, not saying we're perfect, not saying we're always going to get it right, but we're spirit-led. That's where you'll find us, you know, on a daily basis, aiming for that, striving after that, being humble, being hungry, being smart, and allowing the Holy Spirit to do what he does best, moving us out of the way, you know, because we make a mess of it, don't we? we? We can make a mess of it pretty quick if we're left to ourselves. But uh, very cool to think of all the different opportunities we have just in here. And I, as I look around and see you, I, I can think of what you're involved in and, and think of your situations and what you're doing and, and your family. And, oh, man, what? Well, just the, just the breadth of that, what God wants to do. But let's don't be afraid of it. Um, let's study about the Holy Spirit. There's some wonderful books, of course, uh, but 
the greatest thing we can do is not be afraid of like, you know, buying into the stereotypes that the Holy Spirit just means that, oh, I've got to be, that means I'm going to do this, or I've got to, you know, worship in a certain way, or that means that I, you know, there's so many stereotypes about the Holy Spirit. But let's just remember that it's the empowering of God in our lives. It's what brings us strength and uh, makes it all meaningful. So, well, man, thank you for your time. Let me pray for us, and hopefully we'll have a better understanding and a greater encouragement of the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that, Lord, you work in our lives, and we don't need to be afraid. Lord, um, I know oftentimes it, you know, it's been labeled for, for a while the forgotten God, and there's been books written about Holy Spirit but we're so thankful for how you work in our lives. And you, you bring meaning, Lord, you bring lasting fruit in our lives because of the work you do. And so, Lord, just remind us today as men and as we go about our day, wherever we go from here and as we leave here, if we're heading back home or if we got errands to run or heading to work or uh, doing different things, Lord, I, I pray whatever situation that is, that we would be reminded that I need to be spirit-led. And Lord, don't help us gravitate to you. Help us to find our strength in you, not to just try to do things on our own. So thank you for reminding us out of your word today, Lord, what it means and how we can be empowered by you in our lives. And so we give you today. I pray we'll make the most of the opportunities, not for our glory, but Lord, when people see us live out our faith, they'll be able to see the great God that we serve and who we do it for. And it'll point right to you wherever we're at, uh, globally, locally, on the job, in the family, wherever we go. Lord, let the honor and glory be to you. Holy Spirit, work in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, men. All right.